0: come on, lift those Bibles real quick. Let's make this quick confession. I'm going to simplify it a little quicker. Say this, the Word of God is the answer. The answer is in the Word. The Word of God is my answer, and my answer is in the Word. Amen. Amen. Now, now, now watch this. Watch this. What is prayer? That's what we're going to answer first. Well, I have three definitions. I have three. I was with my apostle uh, last night, and then last week on the uh, Riveting Room of Revelation with Apostle Hillyon, and uh, he asked a question on the lead-in to, his, to the podcast, and uh, I say, well, the word, he said, oh, that go, my son, my definition, son. Well, I, yeah, I got to define the term first so I know what I'm dealing with. You get what I'm saying? Now, watch this. I have three definitions for this word prayer. What is prayer? And remember, to my more mature saints that are with me you've been with me for a while you've I've taught this message several times and you're a little more mature in this well I need you to just ride with me right now you got it I want, but I also need you listening I don't want you to if you're a little more mature I don't want you to think you got it because we always need to grow I don't care how grown you think you are in the word. you still need growth and sometimes you need reminding does that make sense so don't sit there like I already know that because if yeah don't sit there like you know that because we have new members here, we have people that are visiting, and we want to make sure that we're all growing. At, now, we may be on different steps on the ladder, but we all need to be moving on the ladder. Amen. Come on, say amen to that. All right, so here we go. Prayer, number one, is a transparent conversation where your daily life and God meet. Mm. Say transparent. In other words, I'm I'm not trying to hold anything back. I'm not trying to reserve anything because God sees and knows all anyway. It's a transparent conversation where your daily life and God meet. Number two, prayer, come on, read with me, is a commitment to spend meaningful time in a personal relationship. Watch this, of love, surrender, and trust. You see that? It's a commitment. Come on, say a commitment. It's a commitment to spend meaningful time. Now, remember, we've been on this 15 days of prayer and fast, and I wanted to make sure that you all understood that it is about relationship and not ritual. So if I miss it a day, I don't beat myself up own oh, that was country i don't beat myself up if i slip brian i i I ain't tripping i ain't tripping if i slip i just get back on the horse. lord i missed it lord that chicken caught me lord i missed it right right they threw the, the uh, somehow that wing just showed up in my mouth lord i don't know how it happened <laughs> i don't know how it happened lord my car drove into the, I just totally forgot, Lord, I fell into a trance. My car pulled right up in Chick-fil-A and got that sandwich, y'all, Look, I'm so right? Well, well, well you know, I, I get back on and I keep moving because it's about relationship and not about ritual. That's why most stuff for us when it comes to God hadn't worked because we've been ritualistic and then after we finish we check it off and we give it to god like okay god i did it now god you do what you say then no, god, another god say well well you did it ritualistic but from a relational standpoint you wasn't in it you were doing it to check it off it wasn't a relationship thing it was a ritual thing god wants relationship come on say god, god. wants relationship and he wants real relationship amen Because you can be ritual and call it relationships. He wants real relationships because God knows you. He knows your shortcomings. He knows your hangups. The Bible says we have not a high priest that have not been touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He he put himself in a body to experience everything that you would ever go through so that when you go through it, God is able to say, I know how you feel. I know how you feel, but come unto me. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I know how to rest you from that. But you rest in the relationship. Are you listening? And then number three, prayer is the channel through which God's will is brought to earth. Get this out of your mind. Now, 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 now. Listen, listen, listen. That's why it's so important for you to know what man or woman of God you assigned to, because it's their job to. Be, you, you've been assigned to them for them to be, to build in you God's system. I don't believe, nor do I teach, God can do whatever He wants to do whenever He wants to do it. Put those definitions back up there. I want you to see something very pertinent in that third definition, because that third definition is prayer is the channel through which God's will is brought to the earth let me tell you something god does not skip over his own system Although he's sovereign, right? He's the all-encompassing God. He doesn't skip over his own system. Watch this. The Bible says, yes, Lord, the powers that be are ordained of God. So when we see the governmental layup or the governmental, you know, how that thing is set up, that was ordained of God. That system, because heaven in part is a pattern of earth. So there's a governmental system in heaven. And what man was to do was to replicate that same system, a kingdom for a kingdom. Are you listening to me? And so our governmental system is out of order because of the ones that's running it, not because of the system. It's the ones that run the system, and it is God who's wanting the one who runs the system to do right by the system. There's nothing wrong with the system. It's fallen ones that are in the system that's messing the system up. Because we can't say liberty and justice for all and enslave some. Are you listening? Because that ain't liberty and justice for all. And not give a woman right that is so I would cut this is well I'm gonna throw this in because I want to this is this has never been God's God a Christian nation just because you just because you you can dash a little something on anything and call it God but because you got a dash on it don't mean it is amen oh God it got quiet when I said that no it ain't from Bible a nation has always been a people not, not, not a terra firmer. He never called a terra firmer his nation. Israel was God's nation because of all the people that were there, not the land itself, because if it was a matter of the land, then everybody needed to come to the United States, which means that every other land that God created is cursed and not his. Don't make no sense. We're not thinking. A nation from biblical perspective always represented a people, not a landmark. Amen, so stop trying to run over to Israel like that's where God lived. The Bible says it's Christ in you, not Christ over there. Oh, I'm going mess some folks up. You keep trying to go over there to see where he was buried at, hoping that that's going to do something. Good, go visit it, go see it, have the experience, but I could have saved you a whole bunch of money and a whole trip by just by telling you, you ain't got to go far, get up and look in, and there he go. We, tre- we keep on trying to go back to we try to get a present day God an Old Testament way. Wow. Hey, God loose me. We try to get a present we try to get a present tense God an Old Testament way and God say, I ain't even on that no more. I'm in you now. There was a time that you had to start outside come to the middle to get into me but I, se- I, I clothed myself and came and tore down that middle wall of petition. And now you're able to come boldly to me. Are you listening to me? So so God don't do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it that third definition says that prayer reason why prayer is so important is how God's will is brought to the earth remember now all you got to do is Jesus is the model right 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 so when Jesus when God wanted to get to the earth he needed to find a body to get in so that he can come into earth just because he's God he couldn't automatically make a body outside of the womb of a woman or he would have broken his own laws oh come here bible remember when God wanted to set the children of Israel free well isn't he God why he just didn't set them free he couldn't he had to obey the laws of the land so he said go to the one that's running the country and tell the one that's running the country I said to let my people go he had to go to Pharaoh because Pharaoh was the one that was in charge oh it's quiet oh God oh God oh God oh God oh God oh God why, why did Jesus have to present himself before the governor and all those people? Because God was renewing the governmental system with Jesus. He didn't talk to the soldiers. He didn't talk to one of the uh, ones in charge saying something. He said, now nah, I can speak because the soldier ain't who I'm coming to, to rewrite. I have to come and rewrite the system. So it's a channel through which God... So why, why, did I, why am I harping on that so long? Because all the rest of it is going to be real quick. I'm standing there because you got to stop saying... Do it, Lord, with a mind of thinking that you just go and sit your butt down and and you put God in charge. There are some do it, Lord, that do cause you to sit down because that's something God got to do. If you're praying to control a person, it's witchcraft. Our prayers don't control a person. We, even if someone is on their deathbed or someone is in a, in a sick situation, we, we can't pray and tell God to heal them because they have a will. If you got that much power that your prayer can usurp someone else's will, then you're God. And I have no free will. I'm nothing more than a puppet. We pr- our prayer should really get in line with where that person is. And if we understand that they're off because of where they are, we can pray that they be strengthened in their inner man and that the eyes of their understanding be open. But we can't pray and make grandmama live. And usurp grandmama. Because sometimes grandmama will get a peep over there on that other side and look where she at now and say... So long, bye-bye. She gone. Now, 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 what's the problem with the church? The problem with the church is that we don't have a revelation of transitioning. We don't have a revelation of death. We don't have a, revela- a concrete, re- resolute revelation of what's promised after we leave this life. Because if we did, we wouldn't have a lot of mourning like we had. We say better place, but we don't have a strong enough revelation of it to celebrate them now in their better place. Are you listening to me? Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Just want to help someone out right here want to help someone out right here. Now, watch this. I celebrate. My grandmama, you know that. She was my second hero next to my granddaddy. We lost her last year. This is my first Mother's Day without, without her. But I'm a little different because I have an understanding. Grandmama was living for this all her life. I remember as a little boy when they started talking about heaven at Blooming Grove Missionary Baptist Church, grandmama was the one they had to put the circle around because she was over there shouting. So she couldn't wait to get to that day. And now that she saw that day, why am I sad about the day that she was praising to get to? Are you listening to me? That's why the Bible says rejoice, I say. Rejoice. A little sadness from a flesh side because I don't see them no more, but man, my spirit is leaping. They beat me down. Okay, okay, okay. But it's the way God's will is brought to the earth. So think about now, there are some things that God wants to do in your life. There are some things you want to see in your life, but you're missing the moment by which those things are brought into the earth. Because in that moment is when I get instruction, I get the how, I get the where, I get the what, I get the who, but I'm missing the moment, right, that God has designed and allocated for me to hear him and how he wants to get it to the earth. Are you listening to me? Are you trailing me? All right, so we found out what prayer is. Let's talk about three habits that keep relationships strong. Let's talk about relationship for a moment. Now, listen, these three habits are relative to us having relationship with God. They're very relative. Although I'm going to be talking about a natural relationship, the principle fits the same in a God relationship. Are you listening to me? So watch this. Here are three habits, three habits. Number one, in a relationship, you have talking to each other, right? Right? Come on, talk to me. We have talking to each other, right? I know you're writing. Come on, do two things at one time. Talk back to me. I want some. some. You have talking to each other, right? Right. So watch this. Ongoing communication, listen to me, is essential to building any long-lasting, healthy relationship. Come on, say ongoing communication, now, I need, listen, through this whole thing, I'm touching husband and wives a little bit. I'm touching singles a little bit. And after I get out of this volume right here, volume three, I'm going deep into marriage and singles. So we coming around, coming around the mountain to talking to you parents, right? That, that, that how we need to deal with our children and how we deal with our, our, our blended families. We got, we got to talk about this because to some of my grown folks, I might as well go ahead and, and, and hit it while I'm here. To some of my grown folks, you, you, you messing your children's lives up. And then blaming them for your mess ups because you're, you're not parenting properly. Remember, I said last week there's no such thing as a generational curse, there's only generational repeat. And you're repeating the same system that your mom and them repeated that broke you, and you breaking them because you will say, Well, it didn't hurt, it didn't do me harm. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it did. And now you break. So sometimes with this outbreak that we have in a lot of our teens' lives, is telling on what's going on in our homes talking to our homes. It's telling to our homes. Oh, Oh, Jesus. Okay. Amen. Ongoing communication is essential to building what? Any long-lasting, come on, healthy relationship. Now, watch this. I got a quote. I got a quote. I teach this every time I do marriage counseling in our our book, uh, Marriage Made Easy. Pastor Em and I wrote, uh, as blood is to the body... So, communication is to relationship. You heard that? As blood is to the body, so communication is to the relationship. Let me say it again. As blood is to the body, so communication is to relationship. Got a question, class. Got a question, class. If your blood in your body dries up, what happens to the body? It dies. Okay, so as blood is to the body, so communication is to relationship. So that then would mean if blood dries up in the body and the body dies, if communication dries up in the relationship, the relationship dies. uh, Sex and money are not the two main reasons why people get divorced. There's only one reason why people get divorced, communication. Because when we stop talking, we stop having sex. When we stop talking, we stop talking about money. It's not money and communicate. It's not money and sex. It's communication because as long as we can keep talking, watch this, we can get past the moment if we just keep talking about it. No, no matter if it's slight words here or there, no matter if we keep, if we keep getting to this place and we keep getting upset and, and we don't have this new term, the emotional intelligence to pray, but if we just keep coming here, what we're doing, we're beating down that wall. If we just, if we just become intent, we, yeah, we, get, we, keep, we always keep arriving here, keep coming because one day God going to meet y'all there and he going to deal with y'all individually and he going to break that wall down and when brokenness in you takes place, breakthrough in the thing happens oh god now watch this no relationship can grow or maintain any form of stability if there is no communication no relationship come on say no relationship now, remember, this is a blueprint. This is a blueprint. No relationship can grow or maintain any form of stability if there is no communication. Now, watch this. Here's proof. Genesis 3 and 8. Genesis 3 and 8. Write it down. I'm dealing with Genesis 3, verse 8 and 9. In verse 8, the Bible says, And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves. Wow. From the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Watch this, though. But in verse 9, the Bible says, And the Lord Now, watch this. Come on, class. You're a smart class. If someone calls you on their phone, what are they looking for? An answer, but what are they looking for? Come on, communicate, communicate. What are they looking for? Smart class, smart class. You got it right the first time. They're looking for communication. So if God called for Adam and Eve and they, watch this, they're hiding, but God called. So what is God looking for? God is looking for communication. Now, personalize it. What is God looking for? Ooh. Uh-uh, 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 uh uh, 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 uh. God God called to them. God calls for you. So who is God looking for? God is looking for you to show up. God, watch this. In other words, I saw in verse 8, they hid themselves, but God still wanted communication. It it ain't like God didn't know what they, who, who, have you eaten of the tree? No, he wasn't asking that question like he didn't know. He knew, he just He watch this, he's wanting them to fess up in the moment. Come on, can you be, can you be transparent? Can can we still have this loving, meaningful communication even though right now you a mess? The Bible says, and God called. He said, because man, this was our meeting place. And because you're absent, I'm still looking for you. I know you ate of the tree. I know you're not in the same disposition you were once in before you ate of the tree, but that doesn't that don't change me. I still want communication with you. I know you shacking. You don't think I don't see that? But I still want communication. I know, I, I know you're hitting the weed. Stay off the weed. I know you're hitting it. I know you're trying to seek another high other than me. But I still want communication. I know you're lying about why you're not coming to church. Because you're everywhere else. And you don't live everything else. You don't live stream the liquor store. You don't live stream the party. You don't live stream the concert. You only live stream church. Little shade. <laughs> you, lie. You, you lie. Church is the only thing we live stream. We ain't live streaming our job, most of us. Church is the only thing we live. We ain't live in our bull across the street. Around the corner, we don't live, you know what I'm saying? We ain't live in the love, Jones, you know what I'm saying? We we don't live none of that. We only live God. But God said, that still don't stop me from wanting to have communication with you. Now, watch this. God still wanted and was looking for his time in relationship with Adam and Eve. I saw that in verse, verse 89 this morning when I was looking on my notes, and then I came up with this statement. The reason we are looking at Genesis in this series is because we see what, listen, relationship is like with sin or brokenness out of the way. See, I don't, I don't plan on coming out of Genesis. I'm, we're going to look at some other places, but I don't even have to come out of the, be- the beginning to show you what relationship is like. You say, well, we're in sin now. Right, but Jesus came and removed sin, so he expects us to get back to Genesis, He expects us not to see sin as the barrier or the thing that keeps us from him now because he sent Jesus to remove sin out the way. So the middle wall of petition has been broken. The veil has been rent from top to bottom, not bottom to top because man could have done that. Man could have snagged it. It had to be done from top to bottom, which means somebody up top would have had to touch it first. And that was God's way of saying, I'm, tearing, I'm, I'm moving this thing out the way. Said that no matter where you are, I want relationship with you. Are you listening to me? And so relationship can push into the brokenness with communication to get out. That's why no matter where you are, talk to God. Because relationship, listen at this, can push into the brokenness with communication to get out. Husband and wife teams, no matter where you are, no matter how how broken I guarantee you, if you could just push to communicate. Now, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I got something I want to say, but I'm going to let you go first. And I, ain't, I, I have no response. I have no response. Because if I'm responding, that means I'm only listening to formulate what I want to say back. So I'm going to make tonight your night. Tonight your night. Get it out. Write it down if you have to. Get it out. Because my night tomorrow night, and I ain't holding back nothing, mine is going to be loving, transparent. You get what I'm saying? If that's what you want to do, so tonight your night, go ahead and say everything you want to say. And then we're going to start out like this. I love you, and my desire is, and I won't, but this is what is affecting me. And I'm going to let you have your night. You get it all out. And I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to say nothing. My, My response after you say what you need to say is, I hear you. I may not agree with all of it, but I hear you, and I'm praying about it. And then that's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, everything in you. Oh, everything in you. You're going to think you demonically possessed because everything in you want to respond to them 12 things they just said. <laughs> everything in you. I mean, you over there, boy, you just, oh, everything in you is ready because you was ready before you got there. But tonight, your night, I know I got my night tomorrow. And I bet you if you just go and really be intentional and discipline yourself to go back and go back over it and just listen in your mind and say, and then this is my prayer. God, show me me. Is anything they said right and I just don't see it? Am I seeing from them reaction or action? Cause it, isn't it amazing? A lot of times we expect, we expect from them to be godly when we when we're not. <laughs> it don't matter what we do. We know we can mess up sometimes, but but their response better be godly. But why in your actions godly? So you get you, Lord, show me me, show me me, and I guarantee you when you say that, out of the twelve, a couple of them gonna be right couple of them going to be right. A couple of them may be reactionary. A couple of them may be action. And you're going to have to do some repenting. And they're going to change your whole list the next day. Ooh, you see how quiet it got in here, Lord? Are you delivering us, Lord? Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's delivering us. Because some of you parents, you know what you're going to have to do? Y'all ready for this? You're going to have to do the same thing with your kids. you controlling. You are verbally abusive. You are breaking your children. They're kids. You act a fool too as a teenager. So why are you tripping at the mirror that's not looking back at you? <laughs> you just got grown eyes now and you are looking hindsight and you see the repercussions so you're a little more. But remember, foolishness is bound in the heart of the child. And good conversation other than belts and licks and cussing sometimes can straighten a lot of stuff out. Trust me, I've been. There. I've been there. With, I, I was the whooper at first, and God said, "You are abusive. You're not. You're not. You're not chastising." See, that's the difference between chastisement and abuse. Chastisement is never abuse. God, okay, okay, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Mhm, mhm. I know. I know when I hit a straight street. Chastisement is never abuse. Chastisement would never break the spirit of a person. Never. So my children, you know, they, you, I started off a real aggressive whooper. I was a repeater, and then the Lord, ch- the Lord chastised me. I went back to my kids. I repented to them, and, and, I, and, and so I went from being abusive to a chastiser, and a chastiser, they'll tell you, this is what a chastiser does. Now come here. They hate, they, they, when we have little family conversations, they always talk about that now. And I say, I, I, I'm getting down like this because I'm coming down to your level now. To come sit right here on dad, and then and now they say, Ain't hey, nobody want to sit on your knee, you mess around. Huh? Well, we want to sit on your knee for, but well, see, that's what chastisement does. Chastisement has to make sure that the chastised understand that that wasn't abuse, but that was necessary because. And it always starts off with, I love you and I expect the whole now. We will nobody want to hear you love now. They do nobody want to hear you tell us you love us, and we up there tomorrow. Yeah, Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. But see, that's what that's what that's what chastisement does. It always follows with explanation. That's how you know if something is of God and of the devil. See, we've given, we've we've associated abuse as God chastising us. But if you don't hear I love you and what you're going through, it ain't God, it's the devil. You going through anything and it's breaking you down and it's making you think of yourself less than what you are, that's not God, that's the devil. And what we've done, we've said that's God trying to build you. No, 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 no. He said with love, yes, Lord, with love and kindness, I've drawn all men. Not with abuse, but with love and kindness because God don't want to break your spirit. He wants to build you up. Every single time, chastising with God always brings you out better. Oh, God. All right, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. I just felt like I needed to say that, but I also feel prophetically that there's some parents in here you need to your, 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 your habits of discipline are off. You're raising your kids like, the, like we got raised as slaves. And you're repeating whoopings because that's what they did to the slave. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're frustrated because you're not getting the help that you need to get. And you're taking it out on your kids. got a whole generation of teens that are growing up broken and they're being broken by the ones that say I love you got to change that you better go and repent and say you are sorry and if you have to you sit down on the couch beside them and you let them know how direly sorry you are for it okay since I'm here I might as well go none of my children none of them because I purpose in my heart, I wouldn't be that. And it breaks my heart to this day. None of my children have ever heard me cuss at them, except one, my baby girl. I still remember the day like it was yesterday. I allowed my emotions and my frustrations to get the best of me. And for the first time, I cussed at my youngest daughter. Then not cuss her out. I cussed at her. And out of everything that we've been through, that's the thing that hurt me the most, that as a daddy... As a father. See, because until your child gets to know him for themselves, they know him through you. So if you abusive, he. And I remember she came home from college, man. That thing was on me so strong. And I had to, I say, baby, I just, I'm crying. I say, please. Forgive me. A couple other things I asked forgiveness for, and out of her own mouth. She said, Dad, there were a lot of things we went through, a lot of things, and, and yeah, I, I deserve some of them. She said, but the one thing that hurt me the most is when you talk to me like that, and I just begged, the baby, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. See, if one word from God can change your whole life, one improper word can destroy your life. And that's why praying is so good, because when you talk to God, you learn how to formulate the right words. See, your trash can is not your children. Your trash can is not your husband. Your trash can is not your wife. Your trash can is not your job. Your trash can is in the presence of God because he knows how to take the trash out and it don't hurt him. Your words don't trip him out. He like the dude on baby boy. Okay, shoot your shot. Okay, I got it. I got that. I got that. I can take it. Because you ain't ain't mean that. I know you ain't mean that. I'm God. I already, I know your thoughts. And I know you're frustrated right now. So I can take that and put it in the garbage can. So you get in front of God. I'm mad, God. I'm mad at you. And I feel like you ain't helping me. I feel like you ain't with me, God. I feel like you ain't hearing me, God. Don't bother him. What he's saying is, okay, get it out. Because I can handle it. But if you take it out there. They can't handle that. It don't bother me. I'm a spirit. <laughs> you ain't hurting you ain't me. I'm God. I'm the big friend. That's what I'm here for. So go ahead. Let me be your trash can. Get it all out. Then you get it out. You take a breath. And then you say, but Lord, you know I love you. <laughs> and I just thank you, Lord. He's like, now that's, I wanted you to get it out because that's the person I'm trying to get to. That's that's the person right there. That's the person I'm trying to wake up right there, and I can't get to that person till you get that other stuff out first. Now don't be in there cussing them out and stuff. That ain't what I'm talking about now, though. You know I ain't talking to be that crazy. You get what I'm saying? But you have a relationship with him like you have. Need to have. Let me tell you something. You ain't getting nowhere with this. Oh, Lord God, Father. Oh, creator of the sun, the moon, and the stars. Thou art God, and besides you, there is no other. He who formed the seas and gathered the waters. You ain't getting nowhere. You sound good to you, but it ain't moving God. God is looking at you like, you know, you ghetto, and we don't talk like that. I want to bless God. God, like you. You don't talk like that. Hey, you have to get up. Come on now. You tripping. No, he wants transparent, open relationship. Is this helping anybody? Yeah. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, now watch this. I know that relationship can push into the brokenness with communication and get it out because in three in verse 21, the Bible said, God makes coats of skin and cover them. Again, pushing in. He's pushing in past that brokenness. He made coats of skin and covered them. Do you know that the Bible says if there's no shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sin. So that is symbolic of God getting the sin out the way so that they can still have open communication with each other. So even in a broken place, God wants the relationship so bad that he made a way in the brokenness that you and I can still have communication with each other. You see that? That is so beautiful and so God kept talking to them so that they won't watch this God kept talking to them so that they wouldn't walk from him you ready for this you ready for this point watch this I'm gonna read that again but I want you to hear something God kept talking to them so that they, they wouldn't walk from him you ready for this talking helps to close the distance which means that the converse is true then if talking help closes the distance What does silence do? It creates distance. See, we think we're doing something big and bad when we stop talking. And what we don't, you better listen to me, but all we're doing is creating distance. And God immediately, right after eating of the tree, he immediately made coats and skin. He said, because I got to close this gap. That's a big gap you made between me and you, but I'm going to close this gap. Uh-uh, because I always wanted to have relationship with my creation. And Genesis 321, God makes of skin, covers them to close the gap. Boy, that's so powerful right there. My God from heaven. Now, watch this. All right, all right, all right. Number two, we say three habits of relationship. the mighty. Number two is spending quality time together. Spending quality time together. I, I got this young lady right now. I hadn't I hadn't seen her in a while, but where I used to go pick my coffee up, you know, I'm I'm a Circle K guy. I'm still trying to wait for them to give me a, a what they call that their sponsorship. Because I be talking about them all the time. and got some of y'all turned on that Circle K. But I found this Shell gas station and make that fresh coffee. And they be hot, boy. I'm telling them, oh, God. And, I, and then to the, the top it off, I go in there and they recognize me as a pastor. So they let me get my coffee free. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the blessed thing right there. You hear me, man? I'm telling you, man. And so it's this young lady in there. Her name is Ty. Her, her brother watch us every Sunday. And um, she's never been on a vacation before. So I'm working on them, right? I say, you got to go. Your two sons. How many? She told me how many sons she got. And my my heart's desire right now is that God will enrich me because I want to walk in that one day. And take some fanfare with me and I want to give I want to here, here you go here's your vacation for you and your two sons y'all are actually gonna stay on the ground so you ain't got to worry about renting no car I got a limousine that's gonna pick you up from the airport and take you and your two sons and I know you got to take off for a week so here's a week's pay so you don't have to worry about missing that right right and then I also know that you're gonna want to buy some souvenirs and some t-shirts right so here gonna use some spending money right there and I know you're gonna want to eat too so here go to use some eating money right there and just enjoy Enjoy yourself and have the best time. See, we're supposed to be blessed to live and blessed to blessed to give. So you got to be just excited about doing something for somebody else as you are for God doing something for you. Hallelujah. I can't wait to that day, but I had to work on the first. See, I had to work on her. I'm work, I had to work on the first from even wanting to go. Because she didn't even want to go. She didn't care nothing about it. Hadn't been on a vacation in four years. Didn't 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 even want to go so I worked her up the one I bothered her I pestered her I had to break through the brokenness every and then I, after I broke through that and she say yeah I think I do I think I said oh we're moving somewhere we, we treading now we're trailing now and then now I go in there and she say I'm ready for vacation I said oh I got her now I got her now I say now I need to, I need you to stop saying I'm ready to start saying I'm going and soon as I hit the door she say I'm going on vacation I say that's my girl right there." so now watch this now that I got her in her spot I I know that God now got to put me in my spot. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me up in here. And it's going to happen. Are you listening to me? I say, it's going to happen. Because we got to learn how to spend quality time together, right? I I, I want to get that illustration to say some of you, you are dedicated to your job, but not dedicated to your home. You will spend money on everything else and don't see the greatest investment is your home. We're getting all these degrees, and you know, it, it, especially I'm talking to my community. We're getting all these degrees, so all we can do is put Cuban chains on, buy expensive cars, post up on social media like we, and you see none of them posting pictures of helping nobody else. That's not real wealth, that's just money. Biblical wealth is you blessed to live and bless. you bragging about all them houses. Pull up a single mama with two kids and let me see you turn the title over with your $4 million a year. You can't buy one home. You need that much money that you can't. See, what we're doing, we're eating the running over. Remember, I taught y'all about that. That that runs out the cup ain't for you. That that runs out the cup is for someone else. No one sucks the lemonade that runs out of the cup. And many of us only want to be blessed so we can keep the running over too. That's for you to bless somebody else. I, I want to be the person that say, "Move that bus!" <laughs> and they go a brand new house for a single mama, or, or even a married couple, and they got a fresh start with a home that's paid for. I put them in equity already. That's what the will of God is. You got four cars, four, five cars in the yard because you want to save on your taxes. You could, you can save taxes for buying one for someone else. So don't tell me what not about saving. See, I told you when that, before that prosperity hit, we got to get the right, we got to get the right mindset. Y'all fall into these social media folks. Y'all call them influencers and where are they influencing you too? Let me get back on my message and I'm over my time, but I'm going to finish this. Spending quality time. Dr. Dr. Gary Chapman, uh, writer of the book, The Five Love Languages, says this. A central aspect of quality time is togetherness. I do not mean proximity. Two people sitting in the same room are in close proximity, but they are not necessarily together. Togetherness has to do with focused attention. Some husband and wives think they are spending time together when in reality they are only living in close proximity. They are in the same house at the same time, but they are not together. A husband who is watching sports on television while he talks to his wife is not giving her quality time because she does not have his full attention. Now, that's what Gary Chapman said. Can I cannot, cannot insert a, a, a little something right here, please, for the, for the ladies? Thank you. it. Ladies, y'all knew y'all were gonna ask us that. Why you wait till the game come on to have that conversation, man? You already knew. Listen, listen, you ain't got to do that to see we love you over the game. We do love you over the game, but love us over the game too and ask us that for the game come on. You had three whole hours I was just sitting there doing nothing. Then the game, come on, you say, baby, baby don't baby me now. You could have asked me that. See, you don't love, now, 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 come on, catch me at hand time. Now, Gary Chapman didn't say that, I said that. Please don't do that. And I know why y'all do that. Because y'all want to know we love y'all. We do, but we just want to watch the game right now. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Number three, and I'm done. You had to come to the 1030 service to catch the rest of this because I got to get y'all out of here because the 1034 be arguing at me because y'all be in their parking spot. So I'm going to give you number three. Then y'all got to go. See, that's why we got to get over that 2500 University Boulevard. Right? Right, right, right. Okay, you cheering, but I don't be seeing you at the altar sowing no seeds. You, you think we just going to get over that with no seeds on? No, 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 no. Put, I'm gonna, uh, can we be straight up? Put some money in front of your cheer and then cheer. But don't cheer like, woo. we going to get there. How? It take Monday. Them bricks and stuff cost Monday. So, so, and then cheer. Amen. Come on, everybody say Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Now, if that was an invisible bricker that can do it, you let me know where he had it, and I'll pray for him. But ain't no invisible builder. And When they see money, then they start moving. Praise the Lord. See, I can say that because I saw today. I saw at every service. I, I'm a demonstration to you every Sunday. And sometimes it's a sacrifice, but I'm, I got to stand before you, and I can't ask you to do something that I'm not doing. So so I have an envelope in my hand, but I also sew with my phone at the same time because I need you to see a physical. The Bible says you follow those who through faith and patience. So I don't require something of you that I don't do myself. Amen. That's what a good pastor does. So let's talk about this third thing about relationship is doing things together. Come on, say doing things together. You got to engage in common interests and shared activities, help to strengthen your relationship and keep them from drifting apart right? So here it is. I'm going to give you this and, and we'll uh, just put it on the board t- and let them get it. Keys to talking with God. Here they go. Keys to talking with God. Write down Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 through 30. Uh, P- uh, PJ, get ready to come up. Close us out. Um, Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 through 30. The Amplified Classic Bible is where you're going to get this from. I'm going to give them to you real quick, right? In his book, How to Pray, A Simple Guide to Normal People, author and pastor Pete Gregg offers three suggestions when talking to God in prayer. So that's where I got this from, a book called How to Pray, A Simple Guide for Normal People. Uh, number one, he said, keep it simple. Come on, say, keep it simple. In other words, prayer should be a personal conversation directed to God in casual, informal speech. It does not always have to be formal speech. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Nisa. You are Jehovah Mikidesh. You're El Hannah. You are El Abraham Yaskavi Yaakov. You're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You're El Gabor. You're Emmanuel. No, 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 no. It don't have to be like that all the time. And don't think that you always got to. Listen, my name is Dr. V. My name is Pastor V to some of y'all. But some of you, we go out and I have a close relationship with some of y'all. Matter of fact, uh, and please don't call me this while we. Uh, don't call. You, you don't have the right to call me that. Just. Some people I go on vacation with, they understand when I'm on vacation, don't call me Pastor V. Don't call me Dr. V. I don't answer, right? And then they remember, oh, letting y'all know my, 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 my alter ego, and they ain't in no spooky way. When I'm on vacation, I don't want you to call me Pastor V because I don't want you to wake up that side of my mind because I'm trying to put him to sleep because I want to have vacation. I come to vacate, Pastor V. So if you call Pastor V, Pastor V don't answer. So my, my, my vacation name is Bobby V. <laughs> don't y'all like that? <laughs> that sounds smooth, don't it? That sounds smooth. They call me Bobby V. You get what I'm saying, because I'm on vacation. Now when we get back to the church, it's Pastor V, or Dr. V. You got that? Right? Right? Right, right? Okay, well, you... in other words, I'm saying, keep it simple. It don't always have to be formal. How many, are you, like? How many are you trailing me? You got it? Now watch this. Number two, keep it real. God wants you to come to him with everything. Things we're grateful for, things we're upset about, things we're struggling with, and things we need help with, etc. Keep it real. Number one, keep it what? Simple. Number two, keep it what? Here's the third one and we're done. Keep it up. Come on, say keep it up. In other words, imagine if a newly wedded couple turned to each other at the end of their reception and said, this was so much fun, I'll call you sometime. Thank you for marrying me. I'll I'll, I'll see you sometime. Well, we would all be nervous about the future of that marriage because we know that regular communication is essential to growing that relationship, right? Regular communication is essential to growing that relationship, right? Regular communication is essential to growing that relationship, right? Well, regular communication with God is essential to growing that relationship you're not going to grow in God apart from praying and having conversation with him. So I close with this. In the same way regular communication through prayer is essential to growing, in that same way regular communication is essential to you and I growing in God. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast.